I'm Bethany. Hey. Still me. Dalton. not helpful. No. Okay. Welcome back, guys. We have a very fun episode today. A little bit out of the norm. You guys know we have done our Mentel All series for what? Five or six? I'm asking you like you've been Don't ask me. I haven't been here. (laughs) Five or six seasons now. And so it's still men tell all, but it's also women tell all. We have our first like completely outside couple interviews. Couple tell all. My sister way back a long time ago. We interviewed Christian and Kevin after they got engaged. So we have Ben and Lindsay here with us. And we're so glad y'all are here. Welcome. Thank you. We're happy to be here. And I hope this is not too nerve-wracking. Nerve-wracking? Deep breath. Oh, no. It'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) All natural, baby. Okay, so something we do, whether we have people on the show or not, is we have a question of the day. And you are not immune from having to answer it. Unfortunately, you are here on a day that it is Dalton's turn to pick Mm. the question. I've been preparing for this. Random question generators and Google, man. He's going to outsmart you. Just Google it. No, I mean, this is a good question. What is your question? If you had to give up one creature comfort in life, what would it be and why? Oh, that is a good question. You know what? I'm going to go with my heating in my house because so far this winter, I have not turned it on. Shame. That's not winter, first of all. I like being cold. But it was like 55 degrees in my That's not winter. Yeah, but I'm just saying I haven't even gotten chilly inside. Like, I'm good. I can't say anything. I was sitting outside wrapped in a blanket, and it was 55 <laughs> Our degrees. Our house outside. right now is 64 degrees with, like, no heat Yeah, activated at How all. How do you feel, feel about that? that <laughs> well, I was going to say I'd give up my air conditioning because I'm always cold. Oh, so right. I'm the other end of the And you are torturing her with no heat. Yeah. This is actually a counseling session. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so I've got heat. You've got AC. Yeah. What's yours? I'm with you on the heat. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. See? I didn't even think of an answer to my own question. And it's definitely not coffee because I have to live by coffee. I don't think the rest of us want you to give up coffee. No, I would be a hateful, (laughs) unloving human being if I didn't have coffee. Um, My car. Is that a creature comfort? What is a creature comfort? 100%. What are you going to do? Just Uber everywhere? No. I'm just not going anywhere. It's an excuse not to go anywhere. Into a hermit? <laughs> I already am. What are you talking about? Okay, let's talk about podcast things. Okay. So at the top, we always do. We have our normal housekeeping ventures, which are social media, the newsletter, and what's the third one? Your Facebook page? Oh yeah, the Facebook group. <laughs> um so anyway, if you don't follow us on social media, you should. LFTM Podcast on Instagram. Um, looking for the middle podcast on Facebook. We do have a Facebook group for the ladies. Uh, it is private to join, public to search. So if you look for LFTM community on Facebook, you can find it. And last but not least, sign up for our newsletter on the website, lookingforthemiddle.com. There's a button, I think it's top right, to sign up for the newsletter. And that concludes the housekeeping. Good job. Oh, yeah, I still have not given you a bio for that. Yes, <laughs> if you go to our website, it yeah. still says Dalton Teal. <laughs> Coming soon. And it also says, howdy. What, what is this picture? picture? I had to make something. You're not helpful. Wow, that there, is like the worst picture you could have chosen. Months. This is upsetting. Anyway, focus. So back to this. So guys, let's just jump in. So first thing, tell us about yourselves. Like, don't give anyone any like super detailed. We don't want people like tracking you down. Social security <laughs> number. <Yeah. and> all <laughs> that. But name, how old you guys are, what you do, how you met, like all the ba- basics. Go. Ladies first. Wow. My beautiful wife, everyone. <laughs> All right. Well, my name is Lindsay. I am 28 and I am a speech therapist. So oh. I work in the public schools. That's and this cool. is my fifth year, I think. Nice. Do you enjoy it? I do like it. Good. Yes. I really like it a lot. Um, and I'm from Minnesota originally. Oh. So I got. I came here after college because I hate the cold. Hence my air conditioning question. <laughs> and it tracks. Yes. That makes sense. <laughs> a Minnesotan doing speech therapy in the South. Yes. yes. How does that go? Think about that. Mom. Here's side comment. Yeah. She says everything very well. Although. Thank you. <laughs> I, just, I, have a new, I have like a neutral accent. Yeah. My dad has like an insane Southern accent. The only word that irks me <laughs> that she says is. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, oh, this really I is really counseling. Know now. Say plague. <laughs> no, I didn't know if he'd give me away. Okay, I say plague, vague. Oh, 
Excuse me. I was a cocoon. <laughs> Don't no, elaborate. I, no, no, no. We have to tell them what the cocoon is. I'm real lost there. <laughs> she can share. It's not like a cute like metaphor, like I was hidden and emerged. It was like an actual she Halloween. She emerged as a beautiful butterfly. <laughs> no, no. It's an life actual court. costume. <laughs> so it was a Halloween party. Yeah. Let me just tell you the first interaction we ever had. We're at a Halloween party. I'm in like a trio costume. So there's a butterfly, a cocoon, and a caterpillar. So I'm the cocoon. So I'm like just wrapped. And Ben is Batman. And I've never seen Batman. Okay. okay? So Ben just walks up to me. And we've never talked. No. He said that. But he said. Where's Rachel? Where's Rachel? <laughs> okay. I've never seen Batman. So I'm like. I'm Lindsay. I'm Lindsay. Like, who's, I don't who's know. Who's Rachel? That's exactly what, what yeah. I would have done. <laughs> I'd be like, maybe she's in the kitchen? I don't know. And I'm like, I don't know. Is yeah, there but Rachel? that's exactly what I would have Where's Rachel? <laughs> I'm not wearing hockey pads. <laughs> yes. So yeah. if you've seen Batman, you'd get it. If you haven't, like me, I was just like, that guy's weird. Long um, story short. Oh, yeah. The that's kind of what flipped the switch. I'm like, oh, whoa, girls are real again in my life. Um. Anyways, back to off the chrysalis or cocoon you were a moth or a butterfly i don't know um the thing that switched was actually when because again i was not looking for a girl and i was like very i was enjoying my time of singleness and like i know that clearly see how god was working in my life and fully taking advantage of me being single i knew deep down i wanted to have a girlfriend or court a girl to eventually be a husband and father lord willing um but the it switched when you actually reached out to me and uh, did you slide in his dm she kind of did but like (laughs) in a very normal way talking about um american gospel yeah and i don't know how to classify if i technically slid into his dms or not because that's definitely when he noticed me is yeah, when I messaged yeah. him. But when I messaged him, I was not intending to like oh, do anything. Didn't. Okay, then yeah. no, it's not. It was like a. It was like oh, I could be interested. You seem interesting. Maybe there's something. Yeah. But also, I really just want to ask you about this question. Yeah. yeah. So it's like a medium DM slide. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So let's put a pin here for a second because this is where you're at during this season. Mm-hmm. Before. How, whoever asked who out, I, I'm thinking it was you, Ben. Yes. Where are you at in terms of dating and how you're approaching it? Yeah. Um, so I became a Christian when I was 18. So at this point, I'm like 23, I think. So I had really like tried to get super involved in college and be involved in a church and a group. So I had a lot of good community and like was making a lot of good growth. And I had done a lot of thought about dating. So I feel like I had asked those questions and kind of had certain criterion. Um, and so something I was really looking for was like clarity, someone that would be intentional, intentional about what we were doing. Um, cause most of my relationships before that were yeah. just like, oh, we can text for six months and no one knows what's going on. Um, that's so fun. It's so fun. So no. I was like, I want to be with someone that actually is clear and intentional yeah. and I know what's going on. So that was something I was looking for, but I definitely was looking for, um, someone who is mature too in their faith. Like, I mean, when you're a Christian, it's a non-negotiable, right? Mm -hmm. But I especially wanted someone that like knew the word well and was involved. Um, So yeah, I think I I was definitely wanting to date and had a clear picture of what I want. Yeah. So in walks Batman. In walks Batman. (laughs) Terrible line. Terrible line to start out with. What, What was it in you that said, okay, I might be interested in this guy? It wasn't that at all. Oh, okay. No, that was like probably our first. I was a great Batman. Yeah, no, yeah, you were great, but it wasn't that. Um, I it was a slow grow because I definitely ruled him out initially. No offense. Oh. No, but as she should have. Yeah. Because okay. if I may say, I'm still like understanding where I'm at, and I like if I had met her in college, no way. Yeah. And like God is sovereign, and I was fine-tuning myself and working things out to like become the man that I needed to be so I could be at a place to date a girl like her because there was like a point in my life where I couldn't have done that it would have not worked out at all 
Right. So when I met you, I kind of had an impression of like, I'm not really sure where he's at. And there was a lot of people in the Bible study that knew each other. So a lot of guys and a couple of girls knew Ben from like high school. Oh, okay. And which is kind of weird because he went to high school in Baltimore, but it was like full circle. There's a bunch yeah. of people in Atlanta. Um, and so I think what did it for me is I thought it was funny, which, you know, it's always a good start. But then I started listening to his comments more in Bible study. And I was like, that's actually like not a bad comment like oh that's actually really wise I he has some good things to say and then this is kind of creepy maybe but I started asking people about him that's not creepy no, it's not creepy she, I don't know if that's do. the right word absolutely maybe yeah. it's wise maybe it's I think slightly so. creepy but I I asked people like um Depends that knew on him the question. has he killed exactly. anyone yeah <laughs> no not is that he a felon? <laughs> just wondering just curious <laughs> Um, and that, that was interesting too, because I think other people were also trying to figure you out a little bit, like who is post-college Ben. And so I got some really great advice from women not being like, go for it. He's single. It's great. But more so being like, I know who he used to be and I know he's not that anymore, but I would be watchful about where he's going and encouraging him in that. Which I think it's, I mean, that just speaks to why it's so important to have like community. Okay. In your dating relationships, and you know, I say all the time on here, don't date in a bubble. Yes. But you can't not date in a bubble unless you're already not living in a bubble. Exactly. You know, because yeah. you, if you're bringing in community that knows you well, they have to know you well prior to you actually starting to date someone. Mm-hmm. And especially in situations where it sounds like you are coming along but you may have already been a little bit yeah. further ahead. She was it's, more uh, sanctified. Okay, let's go with that. <laughs> Which <laughs> seems to be a trend, I guess. You know, it seems to be a very common thing. Um, it's as if women mature faster than men. <laughs> <It's funny. laughs> I'm trying to be very tactful here, but yes. I'm that. not. So, and it's, it gives, like, you were saying you wanted clarity, you want to know, but it makes it tough as the girl to be like, okay, so here's this guy, he seems great. But also, like, he seems a little bit back here. And how do I gauge this is an issue versus this is not? And that's when you bring in that community, especially it's really convenient that they're like, oh, yeah, we knew him before. Yeah. But if you're t- coming into a place where you have, have more of a longstanding community, that's why it's so important because th- that one thing probably went a really long way of people saying, this is how he used to be. This is how he is now. Because you can look at that and say, okay, maybe I am more sanctified. Maybe I am more mature. But I... I can see that process. You can ha- trust that a little bit more mm-hmm. in that, okay, this does seem to be for the long haul in his maturing. And if that's there, it doesn't have to be like equal because you can trust the Lord mm-hmm. is going to continue to mature someone who's truly saved. We were so, so blessed yeah. by the community that we had because yeah. that came into play later on when we were dating and like not even, I, I don't like dating. It's like a process of evaluating each other yeah. for a purpose but they like having that community came into play so big down the road that we can yeah. talk about later. But yeah. like so we were was very my favorite busted. human being, our favorite human being in that small group. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always plugging my roommate Andrew. He's the best. Yeah. Y'all should date him. Anyway. Uh, Agreed. It's my life goal. <laughs> we're working together here. So, oh my word. Lindsay, I'm curious. What yeah. was it in you? Okay, so you. You started noticing these things. You're mm-hmm. asking about him. Mm-hmm. How are you kind of sending these signals, letting off some, hey, I'm interested, you should ask me out? Were you more overt, more covert? What did that look like? Yes. I'm definitely like, if I like you, I'm running away from you and not talking to you kind of person. Interesting. So, yeah, really work hard. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, I think honestly, one of the big things that I did, and like I was saying earlier, I don't know if it was an intentional slide into a DM or not, but at that point, I remember I was interested, and I was like, I've asked some people, he seems okay, like I wouldn't hate talking to this More person. More than okay. <laughs> and, um, and then the opportunity kind of just presented itself, because if you guys know the documentary American Gospel... Mm-hmm. Um, Highly recommend. Yes, we'll amazing. We'll tomorrow. We'll link it so people can. There's a second one out it. too. Which is really good. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. So it had just come out, and okay. I messaged our group of girls and said, "Oh my gosh, anyone want to watch this?" And no one responded. I'm like, "Cool." <laughs> ben, <laughs> yes. Ben then messages the entire Bible study. Unbeknownst. We didn't oh, know this. Okay, and says, okay. "Anyone want to watch this?" Literally the exact same time, and everyone's like, "Yeah, great <laughs> idea." <laughs> and. <laughs> Yeah, so it's fine, but it like 
it just was, it was a really unknown documentary at the time because it was really new. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I can't believe he wanted to watch that. So that's when I messaged him and I was like, screenshotted my <laughs> lack of response. And I was like, I'm so happy you brought it up because I want to see it. Which I found hilarious. And then my eyes were opened. So that was the moment. That was like, because the eyes were already opened, but this is post- cocoon chrysalis okay. moment <laughs> and then I'm like oh she just like reached out to me I didn't think that she was coming on to me in any way but then that's kind of where it got the wheels turning yeah. I'm like wait girls exist I like girls I want to do it the right way date the right girl mm-hmm. so that, that light bulb moment but you ran away from it no not okay well, yeah I did oh, there we go <laughs> But he was really good about, like, he found me afterwards, and he's like, I want to talk to you about the documentary. Yeah. And I was like, I have to go. And then he was like, well, we should get coffee. And I was like, perfect. Genius. <laughs> so, so I was going to ask, so from that moment till y'all go out is how long, but it doesn't sound like it was very long. Not yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That coffee meetup became, like, a frequent thing. Once a week type thing. Yeah, but that was a huge thing. Like, that was the first step of clarity for me because I'm like I haven't met many guys that don't want to text me because I assume since I initially texted him about it that he would continue the conversation that way for a long time until he decided to ask me out but he was really forward and just being like oh like we have this in common do you want to talk about it and that was really and it's interesting too because I was I wanted to get coffee so we could talk about American gospel and then talk about like theology it wasn't even with like an ulterior motive saying like I, I see, like, I didn't know you yet. And so that first coffee date, like, we started to get to know each other. And that's when, like, talk about a light bulb. Mm-hmm. Like, it furnace, <laughs> like, erupted in my mind. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I've never interacted with a Christian girl in my life. And I knew they were out there. <laughs> like, but when she starts talking to y'all, I, I, like, started finding things that I'm like, whoa, I'm so attracted to this. I had no idea. Yeah. I had no idea that I was attracted to like how you are reading through Romans 9. And I can read <laughs> Of course you go Romans 9. With your ESV study Bible. There we go. <laughs> That's really funny. So in, it sounds like it was a pretty smooth process. Is there anything looking back you're like, wow, I really wish we'd done that differently. Or like, oh. That is not something I would ever recommend to anyone else. In the beginning, or just, just overall? overall? It well, it wasn't necessarily the smoothest. Okay. Yeah. I'm. I think bringing back into play what you said about us being on different yeah. levels, that definitely okay. came up again. And part of it was my own like expectations I had already set. Right. So in my mind, I'm like, I'm gonna marry someone that's gonna be a pastor and that knows the word really well and leads me in this and leads me in that. And, and so you're six foot five. <laughs> You're not 6'5"? No. Oh. I'm a duck getting into the <laughs> Um. So I had kind of set those expectations for myself, which I think can really harm a lot of girls who are holding those expectations and they're missing out on guys that could be really great and could rise to be, not even necessarily those things, but rise to be just what they need yeah. in a godly man and leader. Um, but beyond that, it still was a reality that like I was a little bit ahead of where he was, mm-hmm. and we had to navigate those conversations. And what's awesome is God being sovereign behind it all, but like we were going to benefit from getting to know each other and quote-unquote courting each other, whether we worked out or not. Like That was going to mm-hmm. benefit us. She was pushing me and like saying, you don't have like good habits right now in this area. Like You shouldn't you need to work on this yeah yeah but that and then that again goes back to the community piece where i think you can get into a hole if you're saying like i see this lack in you right like you aren't in the word every day or you aren't doing certain things that like you should be as a healthy christian but then if you're dating just the two of you you become accountable for Mm -hmm. that right and now they might be changing just for you and it's hard to discern that and so it's super encouraging 
for me to be able to call that out in him and him to be like, I agree, and I'm going to go to these guys that I have, yeah. and I'm going to text them and say, hey, anyone want to do a daily like group me message to hold each other accountable? And then I get to watch that mm. and see the group me and see him do it for, what did he do that for, like an entire year, went, every yeah. day? And, and as it turns out, guys struggle with the same things, newsflash, <laughs> right? Um, and so like a lot of us were like not um, – in good habits about like getting into the word every day and like desiring it and like needing it more than I need to breathe. Like I wanted to get to that point, like shout out Paul Washer, (laughs) but I wasn't. And like, she saw that and she was, and like, that's not going to work, but that's okay. And I credit to her. She like didn't just, Oh, he didn't check that box. Yeah. Done. It's like, you weren't doing this and you should. And that like benefited me, whether we were going to work out or not. Cause then I could go back to my guys in the war room once a week and we're holding each other accountable and we end up, you know, as a result of that, um, that like started the trajectory of like serious growth in that area and we like went through like the New Testament like two times mm-hmm. in like a year and a half. Like it was a really cool mm-hmm. thing that initiated just from that. Well, and what you're also doing there is developing a pattern of communication. Absolutely. Right? So if you're willing to call him out on these things at the very outset of it and say, hey, you're not patterning, patterning what you need to be patterning. We need to work on this. That is actually it paid dividends, I'm sure, in, later on down the road in dating and now in marriage of developing open communication, which is a problem that I see with so many dating relationships is that they're not communicating. So a girl gets into a situation, she realizes the guy is way too immature. He's not really following the Lord, but you feel stuck. You don't communicate, and you end up latching on to someone that you have no business being with in the first place. Yeah, Or like you were talking about, like you kind of by default would end up being that accountability, mm-hmm. which then, you know, like it almost obligates you to stay in yeah. this relationship. Because even if he is pursuing sanctification and is pursuing the Lord for the right reasons, well, it, you're kind of responsible for it. Like and That's not a role. It's, no, not it's healthy. not at all. And so that, yeah, I think that's something that, like, when you go about relationships like this the right way, like, you guys, like, you, okay, I'm going to reach out to these guys to be that. And you were saying, like, even if it didn't work out, like, you gained so much from it. I think when we, I think we lose sight of, like, relationships like this, it, we fall into the world's mold of, like, what dating looks like so much. Whereas Absolutely. in this, like, in an early stage like that, it's not this, oh, exclusive, we're just going to spend all our time together by ourselves and whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's when you do come into, okay, if in two months it doesn't work out, well, now one of you's gonna have to leave the community group. You can't both still be there. Like it's this whole thing. Whereas, I mean, it did work out, obviously, but you create a relationship that, if it doesn't work out, you can say, "Well, you know, here's the good we're taking from this, and we can still be friends, and we can still move on." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, if you've dated for two years and you were almost engaged and you break up, I'm not saying you have to stay BFFs with the yeah. person. That's not what I mean. Sure. But I think the foundation you build those relationships on should look radically different as Christians just for that very reason. I don't know why we try to look like the world when we're dating. Yeah. And so like, that's like, was really cool for me because one, I have never actually dated a girl, truly. Well, like that, maybe a high school thing where I'm just not being an idiot. I don't know. And like you had kind of ups and downs, like rocky, weird dating, but nothing like real. But... The way that we did it was so different from what the world is doing, and obviously it should. Like, why do we want to conform mm-hmm. to the world in our dating mm-hmm. patterns? And it's just like such a blessing the way that we did it because it's not easy. But like the biggest strengths of our marriage right now are as a result of how we dated. Yeah. Like, especially with communication and dating with clarity. Like, I can't tell you how many times I DTR'd. That terrifies guys to find a relationship. What do you mean? I'm going to find a relationship. What relationship? I I was doing that once a week, it felt like, to keep her and us on the same page. Hey, where are you at? Um, Here's how I'm feeling. Like, here's where I think we're moving towards. And I'm on the same page. I, like, know everything that's going on in your mind. You know everything that's going on in my mind. And... Mm -hmm. I think that helped us too as we like dated longer because it was such a pattern that was like normal and it wasn't mm. super formal. It's not like it's time to DTR. <laughs> like it wasn't like that. It's that time of the week. <laughs> but he did make a point really early on, like probably every week or every other week to be like, Hey, I just want to let you know, like 
this is like how I think it's going and where I think it's going and then once we dated longer and we started talking about getting engaged or getting married he was like very cautious with bringing that up and the timing of bringing that up which I think is really wise but I didn't have to question is he thinking Mm. this is this where we're going because I knew he was so intentional the entire first half of our relationship with bringing up where we were at that once he was ready to bring that up that I could trust him to do yeah. that. And the clarity of you don't have to do this if you don't want to. You have an out every date, I think I said that. Like, you can dump me if you want. <laughs> I know. Dump me, I dare you. No, but I was like, you have an, I don't feel like you have to, we have to keep doing this. Like, I want to, just so you know, but I don't have that authority. Like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I know, I think that was just a, Something that was nice because in my past I've had guys when I break up with them or when I'm like, what are we doing? Or they say, what are we doing? And then it turns into like, well, you shouldn't have done this. You should have known. And you mm-hmm. like kind of the, when you don't DTR, there's not clarity. And so part of being intentional in your conversation is even saying like, we aren't married. So like, I don't have anything over you. Yeah. And yeah. we are both evaluating each other. But like, we are putting our relationship with the Lord first and we should end this if that's not, if that's something that's there's anything that I'm doing is hindering your walk, don't text me <laughs> for another hangout. You yeah. know, like maintaining that clarity mm. really benefited us because that just led to like crazy good communication where we avoided a lot of maybe potential conflict that we would have run into otherwise. Because yeah. mm-hmm. it only gets harder as you yeah. continue <laughs> the next stage. Well, and, and hearing your story, a lot of it was dating and community, having a lot of really good, wise people around you. So kind of coming out of that, what's some of the best advice that you've been given by other people, whether it's in the community, church that you were in, or family, whatever, uh, for dating? Awkward silence. <laughs> they were never given any good advice. <laughs> Um, well, I think the thing that was most applicable to me is, like, you really don't know what you want. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought I knew what I wanted, and I kind of hit on that earlier, and Ben is amazing, and he is so many of those things, but in a different way than I thought he would be. Um, he wasn't 6'5". Okay, again, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad to know you guys have really gotten You're beautiful that. in every other way. <laughs> no, you. <laughs> um... Yeah, so I just think back, like, not only would those expectations, like, eliminate me from dating someone, which I'm so thankful that I dated him anyways, but also they did cause, like, hardship within our relationship Mm -hmm. at times that he wasn't measuring up to what I thought he should, and that was something I had to, like, identify myself and, and, you know, confess and apologize for in certain situations because that makes communication hard and that makes, I don't know, having a relationship hard when you're expecting them to be at these levels that, um just aren't realistic for someone that's younger yeah well and like if you're taking your expectations which maybe maybe it's fine for that to be it's a good thing to want it's a good thing to look for but if you're taking your thoughts and your ideas and saying well i'm gonna hold this to the same level that i would hold this scriptural command that's when you get into trouble because you're now saying okay i know what's best and i'm going to demand this of someone really it's your preference right to an extent Mm -hmm. um and that, yeah, that would get you in trouble. <laughs> yeah, Speaking from absolutely. experience here, like, trust me, I'm like, yep, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> Don't worry, I've kicked those drawers like a million times. I think this may not be the, what am I trying to say? This may not be true for everyone, but it, I didn't even plan it, but it benefited us, like, third date, maybe, we're sitting at McDonald's. Nice. And a date at McDonald's will yes. love me. And she'll yeah. love me at McDonald's. Someone buys me McDonald's fries. I'm like, yes. Yeah, you're that was a keeper. My request, actually. Yeah. Great There's like two two coffee dates, and then we upgraded to McDonald's. <laughs> Man, what kind of coffee shop are you going to? <laughs> you're a snob. For me, that's coffee. a downgrade. <laughs> um, I like, I think I told her everything I've ever done. Like, way early. It's like, I haven't killed anyone, but everything else is fair game. <laughs> I'm glad you haven't killed anyone. <laughs> but no, that is interesting, though. I was actually, I don't remember who I was reading it from, but they were talking about the importance of having big conversations early. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily think that you do it first date. 
because I've had I've known a lot of guys that have gone on first date and then just opened up their entire chest and then proposed within the same conversation. <laughs> this is not a joke. I'm being dead serious about that too. Really? Yeah, I'm dead serious. They they said everything about them lives and then they they hit them with it. And I think I should probably marry you. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> no, don't do that. But it is important to have those conversations. Because you don't want to get six, eight months down the road extremely emotionally invested. All of this comes out, and it's a deal breaker for you. And it's like if our standard is like great communication and like we're like on the same page at every step of the way, like then like the big reveal when like feelings are super real and like people can get hurt, that is a place that I never wanted to be Mm -hmm. in. And maybe that's why, which like naturally just kind of happened that way super early. I wouldn't always recommend it that early. (laughs) Yeah. But having the tougher conversations on the front end, because then you can really learn about person. Mm-hmm. And that didn't really scare her off, which I didn't expect it to be, because she's a believer and she's treating me like a brother in Christ and like seeing what God's done in my life and like, but God yeah. and like how I'm living now. <laughs> doing hand motions like RC sprawling. Well, yeah. And I think too we did that after we had established we liked each other. Like, I don't yeah. I don't think it was like, we're yeah. not quite sure what we are, and let me tell you everything. It was like, we had established we both want to go on more dates. We're both feeling like we could be interested in each other. And then... Now that you like me, are you sure? Yes, pretty <laughs> much. convince you to not. Yeah, I'm going to do everything I can. Here's my pitch about why you shouldn't like me. But I think that, I actually really appreciated that because... Yeah. It made me feel like he was vulnerable, which is something that's really hard to do. Yeah. So I respected that. Well, and also not having anything to hide. Exactly. Like, it's like, okay, he put it all out there. Like, there's no reason to think, oh, I wonder what he really thinks. Right, <laughs> right. And that is something that, like I was saying, when you're like, you don't really know what you want. I thought I wanted someone, like, shy and very formal and, like, you know, all these things. And you ben, got the opposite. I got things. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but the thing that Ben just, like, spews everything out, and that is so helpful for me because I'm never, like what are you thinking? I know what he's thinking. And that's awesome. But the root of that, like, and that was like, after like, I was, I wanted to date prayerfully. Like I wanted to like, my will to be aligned with the Lord's, even with like starting to get to know this girl who I had never met before. And I wanted to date with clarity. And so like, that just how it naturally happened. Like that time was the time to like dive into the good stuff. And maybe that looks different for someone else. But like the root of that is like dating prayerfully dating with clarity and establishing that communication and vulnerability like earlier than later and there's benefits to that when you like well I, I really like the the part of clarity kind of being the major overarching theme of your relationship because for me I'm an anxious person I mean I tell people all the time I struggle with anxiety so when there's no clarity oh that's just a breeding ground for anxiety because then I'm sitting there the entire time trying to figure out okay are they interested are they thinking the same things that I am? When you just lay it all out there and say, this is where I'm at, this is who I am, take it or leave it. Take me as I am. <laughs> you're not left confused. Yeah. You're not left yeah. anxiously thinking, I don't know where this is going. You have clear direction and understanding, and you right. can sit there and go, okay, yes, or okay, no. Yeah, right. Well, and that's something I've said over the years of doing this to the guys, basically, that... I know it's hard to put yourself out there. I know it's hard to just, you know, go out on a limb and say, I like you or whatever. But especially just knowing how girl brains work, the more you leave, the more holes you leave for us to fill in, the more trouble you're going to find yourself in. Because Mm -hmm. either we're going to go to absolute worst case scenario, he hates me, he never wants to talk to me, whatever. Or we're going to fill in, even if it's like, like you're talking about your expectations and your ideals and all this stuff. If you leave stuff out that we have to fill in ourselves, we're going to automatically fill it in with what we have always imagined someone to be, which you probably never were. And that's fine. But we're expecting you to be now because you kind of left it ambiguous and we filled it in. And now we're disappointed in you when really it was just a lack of communication about like who you are and what you're looking for and all those things. Mm -hmm. So the less, the fewer holes you leave for us to fill in ourselves, the better off everyone. Like it would, she would have to work extra hard to do that. Even like months into the relationship, after every date, she like knew where I'm at. Yeah. Every time. Which is yeah, guys take note because that's definitely not the norm. No. no. Um, Way to break the bold, the the bold, the mold. <laughs> the break the mold. Break the bold. Be bold. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I feel like 
we had the next question supposed to be what's the best dating advice you would give? Clarity to feels I like the answer. I feel like we kind of covered that one, so we're just gonna skip on over. So next, tell them everything. We're gonna go. <laughs> I don't even know who's supposed to answer first. Oh, we've been all over the place, so it's fine. So Lindsay, we're just gonna call you out. Okay. Um. So what, like, taking out from dating in general to dating as a Christian specifically, what would you say? In general, not like in y'all's relationship specifically, but in general, like, what is the most difficult aspect of dating as a Christian? Like, because it adds a layer of pressure. Before and, before okay. you answer that, because I'm, I'm curious, part of the reason that we have y'all on here is because I just love you both to pieces. The other part of it is because you listen to this podcast yes. in the very early stages. Well, we probably so, should have covered that like 30 minutes yeah, ago. Yeah, we, we could have covered that a while ago, but we're, we're jumping in there. So, with... That question in mind is one of the most difficult aspects because I know you've you've told me and and told Bethany as well that there's not a lot of good communication out there for Christians Mm -hmm. trying to figure out the dating. So how did that play a part? Because I wasn't part of the podcast, so you're not (laughs) making me proud or anything like that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think so. We start we dated for a while and then you start talking about getting engaged Mm -hmm. and I too am an anxious person and so that's why Ben is so perfect for me because he like fills in all those holes and that clarity just helps me not wander but then you still have to make that decision of am I supposed to marry this person which is essentially what getting engaged is is Mm -hmm. that commitment um so I actually found the podcast because I started googling Christian advice at when to get engaged (laughs) 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 and I found it um, and I was like, this is really good. And I listened to a bunch of episodes. And then, side note, I found, I didn't even know you hosted it. No. So okay, wait, let's pause. Let's okay. tell this story. Okay, so <laughs> I, I found this podcast. Ben and I get married. We come to this church, I don't know, six months after we're married, yeah. right? So this is a long ways down the road since I had found it. And I'm just trying to make friends here. And I see a suggested friend on Facebook, and it says Bethany. So I click on it. I'm like, she looks familiar. And from we church. Did, actually, we did like cross paths a couple of times. Just like, like saying oh, hey, hi. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah. So I knew who you were. So I was like, oh, Bethany. And I started scrolling. And then I see the podcast. And I'm like, oh, she listens too. Cool. And <laughs> <laughs> Another listener. <laughs> I'm like, that's so weird. And then I'm like, why is she posting about it? Like, she like owns it. And I'm like, Here's oh my gosh. <laughs> it's <What>? hers. <laughs> So that was like a really small world. That is so Um, funny. But back to the original question. (laughs) I feel like I wanted direction in dating because as a Christian, dating takes on a new light because you're not just dating for yourself. You're Mm -hmm. dating to honor God. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to get as many resources as I possibly could because it's not just about me. And am I going to be happy? And am I going to have a nice wedding? Or am I going to have cute kids? It's like, Am I making a commitment to someone that's going to help me honor the Lord for the rest of my life, and I'm going to help them honor the Lord for the rest of their life? So I think there should be resources mm-hmm. out there because the Bible is not specific about dating, right? Yep. So a lot of it is using wisdom and discernment. And yeah, which actually I think in the order these are coming out, that's literally what we talked about last week. Yeah, sure. What did we talk about last Remember, week? Remember, we talked about like dating is not a biblical construct. Oh, and yeah. So what do you do about it? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's two relationships. We're brothers and sisters in mm-hmm. Christ, or we're husband and wife. Mm-hmm. And yep. We try to marry the two. <laughs> we can call it dating. <laughs> we'll call it marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, we, we just yeah. went completely off. Sorry, track. we deviated. So, off track. Really That's okay, what we so do here. So let's ask the same question here. So for you. This is so easy. I thought we were going in a different direction with this. Okay. Wait, what? Part is, I mean, the most difficult aspect of dating as a Christian, like, well, the way that we dated to may even be, quote unquote, extreme, even for Christians, just because of how maintaining purity during the process Maintaining maintaining purity and having to work so hard to accommodate that whole sphere of temptation and being in positions to like, how do we continue to get to know each other? Where can we do that? You can't just come over to my apartment and watch a movie. I know who I am. No. Yeah. No, Ben. And she knows who you are at that point, too. So. I know. And, she's, and she knows everything now. So she's definitely But it's like we can date in public and we can be out at a coffee shop or at a restaurant. or And we're fortunate. And this is where the church really comes in. Is like we have people around us where, and, and 
fortunately, a lot of our friends were that we looked up to were like already married and like on their second or third year of marriage, and like we could really learn from them as we're dating, and we can go to their house and hang mm-hmm. out and have a game night, and then we're dating in community. They're seeing how we're dating each other. It's just all that's naturally happening while maintaining purity mm-hmm. and like being in bubbles, bubble wrapping ourselves from that. Yeah. Because that's not how the world dates. The world's like, when are we moving in? Like, mm-hmm. so, I, but also like maintaining that when you're like growing feelings and like I'm finding out things I'm attracted to that I had no idea I was attracted to and like who she was as a Christian woman and I'm just like, whoa, this is awesome but also like I need to snap out of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's First Corinthians 10, 31, doing everything for the glory of the Lord and then it's considering your own heart that you have to guard your heart daily. I mean, Ephesians 6, putting on the armor of God is an everyday affair. That we are literally preparing ourselves for battle every single morning that we wake up. But then what you have both said, it's considering the other as your brother and sister in Christ. That's so foundational as you approach dating that you you don't just look at them as uh, someone that I'm attracted to or someone I'm interested in. This is, in all seriousness, that is my brother or sister in Christ. And if you don't look at it that way, I think you're doomed from the start. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And if yeah. I'm looking at her as my future wife potentially and evaluating that it's like i'm if this works out according to plan i'm going to be tasked with like making sure her spiritual walk with the lord is like i'm nurturing it and facilitate like i'm tasked with that yeah and so if i'm getting in selfish habits beforehand Mm -hmm. that's not going to translate well it's only going to get amplified exponentially yeah there's so many things good or bad that like getting married and saying I do is not, is not going to flip a switch. So if you're building patterns of selfishness or you're building patterns mm. of laziness or whatever, now, you know, putting a ring on your finger and saying those words and it's like, okay, well, now I'm selfless and, you know, not lazy. It doesn't work that way. And same thing with those good habits. They're not just going to disappear. I mean, it's the same thing. It's just in a much closer context than once you're married. Yeah. Patterns formed in dating are amplified the moment you yes. say I do. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good or bad. Yep. Yeah. hundred percent. We say that so forcefully as the two single people. Yeah. Like, absolutely. No, it's so true. Whoa. What in the world? (laughs) Wowzers, that was loud. I thought that was muted. (laughs) Time's up. Thank you for having us. (laughs) Okay, so the next question here is just talking about asking if you felt supported by your church through the day. I feel like the answer is yes. I think we definitely Mm. have, but I want to kind of hang out here for a second still because... Dating in the church and being supported by your church, I don't think the church knows what to do with single people a lot these days mm-hmm. because marriage is being so delayed. Like, there are so many old, more older Christians in the church now than there ever have been. Mm-hmm. And I think the church is a little bit like, we don't really know what to do with all these people because it's never been, like, it's never been something they had to figure out before. So, it sounds like your church did a really good job of this. Mm-hmm. So, what are some things that they did really well that you would encourage churches to do? But then also, maybe even if it wasn't them, but just in looking at it, what are some things that you're like, you know what, I really wish the church would come alongside and do X, or this would be really helpful. Um, what are some things that you guys saw throughout that whole process? We, I'll, I'll let you fill in because I'm going to leave so many missing holes. That's what you do. <laughs> um we had so many opportunities, whether because we met through our community group at this church, so a lot of getting to know each other was through the community group and external activities outside of Bible study mm. that a church can like help facilitate for its younger people is huge because then it's like, oh, we're all real people and we're not like having to like go through Nahum together. <laughs> like, let's go bowling. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I love that. Go straight to name. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. But that's like, th- yeah. that's what the, because the church isn't just Sunday or our Thursday night whenever you're doing your community group. It's every day with each other, with the people of God. And so we were fortunate to have like so many opportunities to like get to know everyone in our group and, um, function that way like I think that really benefited us and churches that I think some churches do a good job at that and some churches are still trying to figure that out yeah 
Yeah, I agree. I think something they could do better, um, or something that I thought like really benefited us, and I would like to see maybe more formalized is having either single people or dating people just be so in community with people that are married. Mm. Because I feel like a lot of times they split it to be, this yes. is the singles group. And, and this is, right, exactly. Yeah. And they split those groups. And I think that's a disservice because even if you have zero prospects on your horizon, like you should still be spending time with married people and even dating people because yeah. watching people's relationships and learning from them is an awesome way to figure out how to do yeah. Yeah. your own. That's a really good point. And you know, we have a lot of girls reach out who say, I'm 25, I'm 26, I'm 27. I've never been on a date. I've never been asked out. And now I feel like I'm behind. Now I don't know what to do. And it's like this huge barrier to if a guy were to be interested, you're so nervous and so self-conscious and so worried about it that you freeze up and you almost self-sabotage a little bit sometimes to where just what you're saying. I think it because the church is so segmented sometimes, it almost makes that even more. Um as even because just because you're not dating someone doesn't mean you can't learn from someone else's dating relationship or someone else's marriage like the things you those oh this is realistic to look for this is what a real marriage looks like you can learn those things and I think just the um the confidence that comes from that of seeing what relationships look like even if you haven't been in one is invaluable Mm -hmm. and I think yeah it could go a long way with because I know girls shy away because they're like, I don't know what to do. If someone were to ask me out, I wouldn't know what to do. So I'm just going to remove that entire possibility almost. Right. And it's kind of backwards. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So, yeah. I agree. Okay. So this next question, actually, after I'm going to ask all the questions, do you want to ask the next one? Hey, I have seamlessly asked them. Okay. I well, have you just have. intermingled just them. Monopolize. And you're just over here. Next question. Yeah, I don't Bring know it. taxes you do today. I'm so. gifted. <laughs> Gifted people. And so humble. Um, exactly. <laughs> so, okay, this question is just, I don't know, it doesn't really flow with the rest a lot. It kind of, it's kind of just out there. But this is something we see all the time. Guys are just scared to ask girls out. And as a girl, I always was like, I don't get it. Like, they're not, like, most girls are going to say yes, da, 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 da. And then I actually asked a guy out, and I was absolutely terrified. And I was like, I totally understand. I get it now. <laughs> but... What would be your encouragement, Ben, specifically, to guys saying, hey, just ask that girl Shoot yo shot. Yeah, like, what would you tell guys? There's a couple levels. So, like, I want to just be like, man up. (laughs) But that's that's not graceful. But it's also true because you need to take the initiative. And it's great if, like, how it happened with us where she – quote unquote slid into the DMs <laughs> talking about a documentary that we both loved and that kind of like initiated things where then I could initiate <laughs> but guys probably should kind of like check the ego at the door and just like man up and like get in the habit of like leading in that way because if that's going to be hard just asking a girl on a date bending the knee (laughs) will be impossible because i mean i i feel like we dated fairly well we had our mistakes but getting to the point of like engagement and like bending the knee was still super hard and like having to initiate that because that's me she's not bending her knee (laughs) i am and i'm i'm charged with like leading our marriage and and like Establishing that habit early on and like guys who are like in their mid-twenties have never had to do that. Um, I think that's valuable. Even if you get rejected, it's like you're practicing that spiritual muscle of quote-unquote leadership mm. in a way and initiation and like and it may not always naturally be that way and it's great when girls like maybe drop a hint every now and then. <laughs> but it's not always like that. Yeah. And I think that also is attractive to girls. Like when guys just man up and say, hey. 100%. I'd Even like if to you don't it. sit on the most graceful date. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, because I will say, it's endearing. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I, I think it's adorable. I agree. If you stumble over your words, you don't look safe, you're oh, obviously well, just nervous. Oh, this. Like, this, this is, is the, the most embarrassing thing in my life. Ben's <laughs> first DTR were, like, by my car. Yeah. And he, I don't even know to this day what you were trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> he was stuttering, and he just oh, kept repeating. Oh, oh. And we talked about this, so I, he said I could share. He kept saying, I like you. 
and I like you, and I I like you, and I, I don't know what I, I, I can't talk right now, I like you, like, I think he said it like five times, and I was like, are you proposing? He's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I like genuinely, like, genuinely had no idea how to talk that, yeah. at that moment. Yeah. So that happens so too. But, but it didn't. <laughs> it was like added to, like you said, yeah. it's endearing, but it also is like, wow, this is hard and he's willing to do something exactly that he is uncomfortable with. Yeah. To see someone like, yeah, they're nervous, they don't know what to say, they don't want to, but I'm like, but you're saying something. You are making the effort to do that. And even whether it's DTR, whether it's asking you out, like, if a guy were to come and just say, I'm interested, I want to take you to dinner, I want to, even if I hadn't ever really considered him before, unless there were like huge red flags, I'm like, yeah, this is not like, definitely not like, it would sway me like, wow, I hadn't thought of this before, but yes, let's go get dinner. Just that one act of saying, putting yourself out there, saying, I'm interested, I want to take you to dinner on a date, mm-hmm. that goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, man up. Man up Where's Rachel? There we go. That's how you man up right there. Dress as Batman. <laughs> go straight up to the cocoon and go for it. Like some crime. All right, well, this is kind of the wrap-up question. If there's anything that you can leave listeners with, see, I'm trying to be more like you, just not transition at all, and just throw the question out there. I got there. nothing today. Um, I am just like, here's if you can the leave list we're our listeners, our audience, LFTM fam, okay, okay. with anything, any thought on dating or just life in general, what would it be? Go. Broad question. One encouragement, and I, like, God is good, and we've seen the blessings of establishing like really hard things hard habits at first in our relationship and like we've seen the blessing on the other end like with in even in our marriage um because of how like we dated it's like led to gospel opportunities Mm -hmm. with people like either asking things like oh like like a co-worker like oh how's your girlfriend Lindsay? have have y'all moved in oh no we're not Mm. like just and we can rehash this but yeah. I just, that's what I, I'm trying to get towards because then it's like oh where'd you meet your wife Bible study mm. what is that and then it's just like everything that we've done and as a result of us being together when the world asked about it it's yeah. led to gospel opportunities yeah. which is like really cool I don't know if that's advice mm-hmm. well, I, mean, I mean it doesn't have to be advice it's just kind of a thought but it's going to the point of like as Christians where is it? Is it in one of the Peters? Always ready to give a defense for the hope that's in you. One of the Peters. <laughs> there were different Peters. <laughs> first, second. Oh, the first Peter, and then there was another Peter that came later. You are being intentionally difficult. <laughs> yes, I am. If I could basically summarize what you said, though, it's date in such a way that reflects the gospel. Yeah. Yeah, because and that's whether we work that or not. One, we like we're going to benefit from coming together, getting to know each other, because we're dating the right way, we're dating prayerfully, we're dating with clarity, establishing communication. I'm developing habits as a man and a future husband, potentially, that's going to benefit the right girl if it wasn't her, and she's going to benefit from being with me. And But two, like overall, of course, if you're dating in a godly way, like that's going to advance the kingdom and proclaim the gospel in ways that like I can't even articulate. Yeah. And that happens just randomly it's like oh where'd you meet your wife bible study that leads to a conversation like a co-worker being like what's bible study what does mm-hmm. that mean or why haven't you guys moved in yet aren't you haven't you guys been dating for a year oh we're not doing that we're waiting until marriage and here's why or just random things like that yeah where we can proclaim the gospel through our relationship yeah well and you know i think marriage biblical marriage is one of the clearest pictures of the gospel it's in christ in the church and if you're dating in such a way to end up at that then yeah like you are proclaiming the gospel by how you're living out your life and by how you're approaching relationships and people are going okay that's different and dying to self yeah too. it's like i have to like put all of this that i want away because mm-hmm. it's bad <laughs> i'm at war with myself but it's worth it and mm-hmm. yeah yeah, that's good. You, ma'am. Do you have any final same question. Thoughts? 
Hmm. I'm trying to figure out how to condense them. There's so many different directions. <laughs> We're I not in a hurry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I think like my the biggest thing I run into talking to my friends that are single and going off of that would be like, if the gospel is not in your relationship, then don't be in it. Mm. Right. So the like we're saying your relationship should reflect the gospel, but it's also a good indicator of if you are not growing with your relationship with God, and if he's not growing with his relationship with God, that is, like, the sign to leave. Mm. And, mm-hmm. Right, and you can have ups and downs. Like, we definitely had times when it was like, wow, we're struggling with this, and we've never struggled with that before, because dating's going to bring you challenges, mm-hmm. right? So that doesn't mean you need to leave. But overall, like, both people should always be individually evaluating. Mm. Like, what does my relationship with Christ look like? And if the answer is anything negative, then it's probably not there. Walk yeah. away. It's not about me, and it's not about her. Mm-hmm. Right. It's about the Lord. As crazy as that sounds. Yeah, yep. it's so true. I feel good. I feel good. I feel weird sitting on this side staring it's, at you from this angle. It's kind of strange. Like, the side of your face is weird. I feel great about this. I was actually genuinely so excited about this interview. Um, if only for the fact that my roommate just talks nonstop about y'all. Like, obviously, we got the bromance going on. I love you both to pieces. Right? But but he's even told me. He said, I can't wait for when I start dating because I want Ben and Lindsay to be a big part of that relationship so I can emulate what they did. That's, like, the highest compliment. Yeah. Like, really? Like, yeah. Coming from a man like him, yeah. too, that's just like. So before we start um, really going down the Andrew Rabbit Trail, let's go ahead and wrap this hang okay. up here. Guys, we are so glad you guys have been here. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thanks for having Driving us. across Atlanta, which is no small feat, uh, to be here and do this. We have been looking forward to it. I'm going to get this edited. We will get it out. And it's going to be so great. But uh, we will be back next week with yeah, we will. something. I don't even know what We never know what's on the schedule. <laughs> but we will be back then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But until then, I'm Bethany. And if you're single, beautiful, and love Jesus and want to date my roommate Andrew, please let me know. And this is Looking for the Middle. (laughs) 